0: Uh, if you've been here the past couple of weeks, I'm going to give you just like a five-minute recap because some of you have not been here, and I want to bring you up to speed. So uh, we've been looking at the book Of Acts, the reason we're looking at the book of Acts is because we're a young church. This church has only been going for a year and five months, a year and six months, or something like that. And and the book of Acts is is where we learn or where we get what's called the early church, or that's the 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 example that the Bible gives us for the church that we're now experiencing. In other words, in the Old Testament, they had a temple that was made with human hands, but we know because of Jesus, He said, "No longer is it going to be a Temple made with human hands, but the Spirit of God's not going to be with you. He's going to move in you. And now in the book of Acts, we have not just Jewish people that are God's people, but now you have Romans and Creeds and Persians and Asians, and people are beginning to become Christians and disciples of the Lord Jesus. So it's no longer a Jewish thing, but now all these nationalities and races and genders are coming together to worship the Lord. And the book of Acts is where the church is born. So we want to look at the ingredients that are in the book of Acts and put those same ingredients in our church. Because obviously back then church is a little different. They don't have... Cubes and, and lights and all this type of stuff, but there's things in Acts that I believe should be in every church, and if they aren't there, then it's not the church that God intended, so we looked in Acts chapter 1, the first thing we saw is Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes, last week we saw the arrival of the Holy Spirit, When he invaded our planet, much like Jesus invaded our planet, he came and there's wise men and shepherds in Bethlehem. There was great fanfare. But Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go because now the Holy Spirit is going to come. So last week we saw his arrival. And with his arrival, everything Changed. There's there's signs and wonders and miracles, but but even more than these sensational events, you actually see people's heart and their character forever changed. That Peter was once he 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 totally denied Jesus but now once the Holy Spirit comes he stands up in Acts chapter 2 and speaks to every leader of every nation and boldly declares Jesus is alive so we see the Holy Spirit invading the hearts of people and changing them and turning them in to different people I mean he just totally just changes lives once he showed up how many of y'all think Jesus changed your life Man, Jesus changed my life. He changed humanity. But when the Holy Spirit came, He, he, he did even, even more so. We have now the Holy Spirit. So now we're going to look at Acts chapter 3. So if you've got your Bible, freeze, sorry. We're not going to Acts chapter 3 yet because I, I want to show you uh, some red letters. How many of you like red letters in your Bible? Amen. I want to show you some red letters before we get to Acts chapter 3. Because everything in the book of Acts, Jesus prophesied, or he didn't really prophesy. He told his disciples, he said, there's some things that are coming and you need to be ready. And many times the disciples were ignorant. How many of y'all know we've all been ignorant? Have you ever been ignorant about things of God? Guilty. I've been completely ignorant before. And and they're ignorant. And and Jesus says, listen, there's some things I want to show you, but it's just not right. It's not time yet. But once we get in the book of Acts, the lights start to go off. How many of you lights ever gone off before? Ding! I see clearly now that the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles that are in my way. And I don't know any more of that song. But it's going to be a bright, bright sunshiny yes well gonna get amen all right so i want to give you some red letters i'm gonna give you a couple passages in in uh in the gospels matthew mark luke and john and i want to start in mark chapter 16 mark chapter 16 i'm sorry i keep doing this to y'all i'm starting in john chapter 16 i apologize y'all forgive the reverend i know i know John chapter 16, then we're going to go to Mark chapter 16. We're going to go to John chapter 16, verse 23. If you don't have your Bible, you can pick it up on the screen behind you. And again, this is in some red letters. Uh, The title of my message this morning is Break Every Chain. Or what we're going to be looking at is the name of Jesus. The power that's in the name of Jesus. And the, the weaponry, you could say, that's in the name of Jesus. And I want to show you some things in the Bible about that name. How many of y'all know it's the name that's above every name? It's the only name whereby men must be saved. Glory to God. So verse 23, we're going to pick up here. It says, and in that day, Jesus said, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you I say amen to that. Keep going. He says, "...until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy might be full." Verse 25, it says, These things I've spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming. What's the, what's the time he's talking about? He's talking about once the Holy Spirit comes, after he's died and resurrected. And after all of that stuff, he says, There's coming a time when the way that you pray is going to forever be different. Everything's going to change after this time. Keep reading. He says in verse 26, he says, In that day you will ask in my name. He says it again. And he says, I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I come forth from God. So we hear, here we have Jesus, and He's prophesying or talking about what's coming up in the near future. And He says, In that day, you're not going to ask me anything. How many of y'all have probably gotten pretty dependent upon asking Jesus for things? Hey, Jesus, can you do the fish thing again? Where we get some bread, some fish? Can we do that? Hey, can we walk on that water thing again? Can we do that? And He answers all of their questions, and He's there with them. But He says, There's a day that's coming when you're no longer going going to ask me things now you're going to ask the father and you're going to do it in my name and he, he goes on he says i'm not even saying that i'm going to ask the father for you he says no he says the father loves you in other words jesus says i'm going to give you access to the father that now in my name you're going to be able to come straight into god's presence in my name and you can ask him whatever you want and he'll do what other, whatever you're asking for and it'll all be accomplished because of the name of Jesus. Amen. Or in other words, he says, I'm going to give you power of attorney. How many of y'all know what power of attorney means? I actually printed out a little form. A tanya has some of them. I found it to be interesting because I Googled. How many of y'all thank God for Google? Yes. well, that Google is just amazing, isn't it? That and Wikipedia. Whoo! You just find out anything with those. So I, 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 I googled power of attorney and, and I got it came up a, a just a blank form uh, where, where you can fill in and make a power of attorney. Now recently my mother asked me to be her power of attorney. My dad died a couple of years ago so now my mom is the sole executor, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. She has everything in her name. But if she were to be incapacitated or get in a car wreck or be put in a nursing home, she made me the power of attorney or that just means that now i have the same legal rights that she has now i can go and i can withdraw from her bank account i can withdraw uh from whatever she owns she gave me power of attorney over everything that she has now does that mean that i'm her no obviously i'm not my mother but she has given me i have the right to use her name she said you can sign my checks if you need to sign my checks, you can make deposits for me. Whatever you need to do, you have right or you have access to my name. You're not me, but it's the same as me being there. And Jesus here, he says, there's a day coming where you'll never be me. will never be Jesus. But he says, I'm giving you power of attorney. Or I'm giving you the ability to use my name and go before God and request and ask things of him for me. And why is he doing that? Well, he says, because God loves you. How many of y'all know God loves you? Aren't you, aren't you glad that God loves us? Yeah. He, he, he He's he's infatuated with us. He, he wanted us to have a relationship with him. You know, I was just thinking uh, that, that, that God and Jesus, their relationship was pretty copacetic. In other words, that uh, he didn't need to go through everything that he went through to help their relationship. They already had a pretty good relationship. God and Jesus had a great relationship in heaven. He didn't go through everything the the, the, the go into the heart of the earth and be killed and crucified. He didn't go through all of that to help their relationship. He went through all of that to help our relationship. God and Jesus, they were already in heaven high five volleyball and volleyballing, and doing all the things, <laughs> ping-ponging. I mean, they're already up there and have a wonderful relationship together. Jesus did everything that he did so that now we can come right into God's presence and say, I'm not Jesus, but I'm coming in his name. Yeah. And I'm asking you this. The Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. What's grace? That favor. Yeah. He says you can come boldly to the throne of grace so that you can obtain help in the time of need, so Jesus, his his name gives us access to come right into God's presence and say, "This is what I'm asking you for. This is what I'm needing. This is what I'm wanting." All right, now we're going to go to Mark chapter sixteen. Did everybody get their power of attorney thing? We'll read that in a minute. Glory to God. Mark chapter sixteen. Here's some more red letters. That way y'all know I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, y'all find sometimes the Bible, is just too good to be true. You just think, oh, this is too good to be true. Somebody pinch me. Right? Well, I don't want to just give you one verse that's too good to be true. I want to give you about 19. That way you know it's not me just making it up. I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up. Mark chapter 16, verse. We're going to start in verse... 17 it says and these signs shall follow those who believe in my name they can cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents on accident and if they drink anything deadly on accident i know we're not supposed to add things to the bible but lord jesus let's just let's just put it to rest right now if you get bit by a snake On accident. Right, right, right. Right. The Bible says don't tempt the Lord thy God. But we do know that Paul in the book of Acts, he's gathering food. That viper bites onto him and everybody starts abetting when he's going to die. I think he's going to die in an hour. I think he's going to die in two hours. And they're wagering when Paul's going to die. But the Bible says he shook that snake off in the fire and he just went about his business. I mean, I know he didn't die. Why? Well, because right here Jesus said there's a day coming that in my name, some supernatural, wonderful things can happen for you. It says, if you take up any serpents, it won't hurt you. If you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. So here we have Jesus, he's saying, listen, there's a day coming. This is the last thing Jesus says before he takes off. But last thing before he takes the jets and he lifts off of this planet, he says, listen, there's a day coming, fellas, and I know you don't understand this. I know you're ignorant. But there's a day that's coming. That in my name, you're going to have the power of attorney. You're going to have the ability to do things that you otherwise couldn't do. Number one, you're going to be able to walk right into God's presence. There's not going to be a veil separating you. You're not going to need a high priest. You're not going to need somebody to kill an animal and do it for you. He says, No, I'm going to have already taken care of all of that. I've already taken my blood into the Holy of Holies, into the heavenly mercy seat. I've already taken care of that. You're going to be able to walk right into God's presence and meet with Him. furthermore you're actually going to be able to use my name to help people that whenever people are bound up or they're hurting or they're sick he says you're going to have my name as a means to help people that are sick or that are bound up Furthermore, if you accidentally run into situations where you are encounter deadly things or poisonous things, he says you're also supernaturally you can have protection by the name of Jesus. Furthermore, if a demon messes with you in my name, you can tell him to get out of town. So we got like three or four things Jesus is throwing out there. He's saying, and all of this is going to be accomplished by my name. And you say, well, how, 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 can, how can just the name of Jesus affect demons? Well, the reason is, is because the Bible says that Jesus spoiled principality. How many of you ever ate spoiled food before? How many of y'all got that yogurt in the back of your fridge? Yeah. Right, you open it up, right? What, what's happened to it? It's, it's ruined And the Bible says that Jesus spoiled or he ruined principalities. He made a show of them openly. What's that mean? He embarrassed them that whenever Jesus is down in the heart of the earth, after three days when God raises him and shoots life into him, the greatest exertion of power that this world has ever known, that once that power hits his body, the Bible says he takes the keys to death hell and the grave he triumphed over them he spoiled them and he made a show of them openly he just embarrassed them and and he disrobed and took away all their authority so now the bible says at the name of jesus demons flee they run in terror the bible says submit yourself resist the devil and he will flee from you not not because you have muscles he is not afraid of your P90X. The devil could care less about your pull-ups or push-ups, but at the name of Jesus, demons flee. You resist him, he'll flee from you. And, and all of this comes, why? Because of the name of Jesus. Amen. It's all because of the name, just the name of Jesus. Well, well what, what does that make the name of Jesus? It actually makes us. It makes a weapon. Yeah. It's really what it is. It, it, it turns the regular Christian into, now he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah where most Christians are not a force to be reckoned with. They're a doormat. They're a doormat. The devil just runs them around and just whips them. But Jesus says, listen, there's a day coming when you'll no longer be subject to that. You can actually, you can change some things in your life. How many of y'all remember that story in Luke? And we won't look there. But the, but all of the, the disciples come running up to Jesus and they say, Jesus, Jesus, even the demons listen to us. And Jesus says, Morons. He didn't call them morons, but you can tell that that's what he's thinking. He's like, he's like, fellas, I saw Lucifer fall from heaven like lightning. I saw God kick him out of his presence and put him in the heart of the earth. Don't rejoice because demons are, 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 are listen to you. Duh, of course they listen to you. You're talking to them in my name and I ruined them. I spoiled them. I openly embarrassed them. Don't rejoice because demons actually listen to you. Rejoice because yeah. your name is written yeah. in the Lamb's book of life. He says, don't get so excited because demons listen to you. You've got eternal life living on the inside of you. And, and, and that just you could tell it's just the light goes off it's like, wow, we were so excited that demons and and Jesus says, I'm not impressed. He understands how bad he whipped them. He just is trying to get us just to learn how defeated the devil really is. So now we're going to go to Acts chapter three. And now now the believers, the lights are going to start going off in Acts chapter three. This is where I wanted to get you to all along. Acts chapter three. Well, Mm. verse 1. I mean, I'll think the devil, he's scared of you. Uh, He's scared of me. I know kung fu. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now we're back to the book of Acts. Wanted to give you some red letters before we got there. But now here we are. Verse number one, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. I encourage all of you to have an hour of prayer says so they're on their way to pray. And a certain man was lame from his mother's womb, and he was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. What's he there for? To ask alms from those who entered the temple. What's alms? He's got a cup that he shakes, and he wants some money. That's what he wants. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked, For alms, but fixing his eyes on them with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now let's stop right there because I want you to use your imagination. We use our imagination for a lot of things. But but I believe God get, gave us this so that we can imagine heaven and imagine eternity and imagine His train that fills the temple in its Amen. splendor. But right now I want you to take you to this place where. Peter and John just came out of Acts chapter 2. They just experienced the arrival of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, they're starting to grasp what Jesus told them was going to happen. And as they're going into the temple to pray, a man that's lame from his mother's womb, we find out in a minute, He's 40 years old. So for 40 years, this man has never been upright. He's been vertical. He's always been looking at other people. He's always been acquainted with their feet and with the dirt and with the dust. And people step over him and people walk by him. And and every day, he's at least got a few friends. I mean, I'm glad you got friends. At least he's got some people that will carry him and bring him to the gate Of the temple, why is he going there? Because that's the only place where he can earn enough money for food. So he goes and he lays there. And I don't know. It it says that this has happened from his mother's uh, womb. So I don't know if his feet were turned out or if his feet were turned in, or or what's going on with his hips. But if you've ever been around anybody that's that's been paralyzed or they've never walked from the hips down, there's no there's no muscle. There's really it's just. I, I remember as a kid. I guess maybe I was. Uh, I was 12, maybe not even that old. Uh, there was a friend of my dad's who got hit in the head with a wrecking ball. Oh, Talk about a bad afternoon. Uh, this wrecking ball fell and hit him as a miracle of God. It didn't kill him, but it just clipped the back of him and it paralyzed him uh, from the waist down. And, and, and I remember meeting uh, Mr. Phillip, and I remember it made an impression on me because whenever he had shorts on, and you could see that he just had no muscle there. He just It was all gone. Why? It had never operated. It had never, he'd never used it before. But I remember I shook his hand, and it felt like he was going to break every bone in my hand. I remember just being like a little kid. Oh, hey, how you doing, Mr. Phillip? You know, I got acne and stuff. All oh, hey, Mr. Phillip. You know, that's the life, that's where I was at at the time. And I remember whenever he grabbed me, he just like, and I was like, my God, (laughs) like the Hulk or something. You just like, he just ripped your arm off and just, just maul you with it. I mean, he just, he had this tremendous strength. And I thought, God, I wouldn't mess with you and you're paralyzed. I mean, it's just like, he had this incredible strength in his upper body, but from his, his, uh, from the waist down, it was all gone. It, it, it just, there was nothing but skin and bones. So this man, you can imagine uh, what he must have looked like and how he probably wasn't clean. He probably, his, his parents or whoever helped him laid him at this temple every day. But, but here comes Peter and John and they're going to pray, but all of a sudden they get his attention off of his circumstances and he says, I need you to look at us. And the next thing it says it says is that by that that he gave them his attention yeah. expecting to receive from him. There must have been something in their eyes or in their demeanor that something clicked in him and he said this is going to be a different kind of day and instead of just shaking that cup, all of a sudden let's see what he says to him. Verse 6 it says, Peter said to him, "Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you." In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. This is the first documented miracle we have after the Holy Spirit invades our planet. Holy Spirit, after Acts chapter 2, He invades our planet. First miracle that takes place is all of a sudden you've got these two regular individuals, regular men. But something's different about them now. And they say, I, I, I don't have any gold to give you. I don't have any silver to give you. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth why does he say Jesus Christ of Nazareth well because there were a lot of people back then named Jesus it actually means Yeshua or Joshua so he says Jesus Christ which just means the anointed one Jesus the anointed one of Nazareth rise up and walk let's see what happens to him and the Bible says verse 7 that he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet can you just picture that? And his ankles, his bones received strength. Something supernaturally, some muscle or some tissue or things that were crooked. They ain't crooked no more, baby. Things are straightening out and toes are locking out. And for the first time in 40 years, something hit this man's body through the name of Jesus, the anointed one of Nazareth and strength shot into him. And then it says he got up leaping. How many I y'all think that man was happy? Ain't kind of look at your feet no more. You got corns he's tired of laying there man for 40 years he got up and he stood he walked he entered the temple with them walking leaping and praising god how many of y'all wish you were there god i can't wait to see that just to get to heaven and just be like can you show me that thing that first miracle after the holy spirit came can you show that to me but i believe i believe that this is uh this is the example that he gives us that that we can believe god for for things even in 2013 yeah. and you say well yeah but what well, yeah but I've prayed for people and it didn't work I pray for people and it didn't. Uh, listen everybody has experiences I've prayed for things that, that didn't turn out or didn't happen but but I have but I know that the word of God here is still true yeah. and a lot of times things don't happen in America if you get outside of America you see that Jesus is still doing yeah. amazing things how is it accomplished because people they come to an understanding of the power of the name of Jesus yeah. and the the authority to to come into God's presence to speak to demons and to reach people because that's what it's all about it's not about building big ministries it's about finding people that are hurt and broken and lost and saying I don't have any silver to give you I really don't have any gold I'll give you a peanut butter sandwich but I don't have a, I may not have all that stuff to do everything but in the name of Jesus things can be different for you. Verse 9 says that the people saw him walking and praising God and they all knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. It later goes on to say in just a few verses that 5,000 people got saved right after that. Why? Well, because now there's, there's, there's a reason to believe. Before that, these people are just drunk fanatics, just nuts. But now whenever they say, that's that man that's been laying there for 40 years looking at my feet, and now he's up walking around, there must be something to what these fellows are talking about. There must be something to this Jesus who is dead and who was crucified. There must be something different to it. Acts chapter 4. We're not going to stay in Acts chapter 3. We're going to move to Acts chapter 4. Because now they get arrested. How are you going to arrest a man for praying for somebody and after 40 years, he, he's, he's not laying there anymore? Well, he got, they got arrested. They came and they took Peter and John and they arrested him. And they bring Peter and John in and they ask him. They say, Peter... John, this man's been laying there for 40 years. What did you say to him? Or they actually specifically, they say, In whose name did you perform this miracle? they recognized that it wasn't them that possibly could have done it. So they asked him, they said, in whose name did you do this? Verse eight, it says, but Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to this helpless man, by well means he's been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected. Or in other words, Jesus was the stone that was rejected by you builders. But God has made him the chief cornerstone. Nor is, this, is there salvation in any other. For there's no other, everybody say name. name. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved they arrested him totally arrested him they said whose name are you doing this and immediately the holy spirit just comes to his aid and says say this he's like holy spirit i'm already in jail they may cut my head off and now you want me to attack you really want me to attack and holy spirit's like attack attack and you had to know he's like man this could be really bad but all of a sudden he says you crucified him you killed him but god totally changed this man's life and it was done in the name of jesus christ of nazareth there's no other name whereby we can be saved all right look, i got one more for you i gotta hurry how's my time dear i love the fact that in 40 40 years worth of heartache was undone in about 40 seconds Forty years of disappointment and embarrassment and pain and all of a sudden totally he's the amplified says he says this man was made perfectly sound by the name of Jesus forty years undone just at the name of Jesus. Acts chapter sixteen. So what's all this for? Well, I'm just passing out the ammunition. Just giving you some ammunition. Why? Well, because the devil, he likes to talk to you. He likes to talk to you. He likes to to run you down. He likes to bring fear. He likes to bring doubt. He likes to bring shame. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. You're too this, or you're not enough of that, or what about all those years that you spent doing this, or what about this? All this stuff just constantly berating you, and yet at the name of Jesus, you can put him on the run. Say, you know what? No doubt, I was, I did those things, but I'm not that anymore. Jesus Christ of Nazareth has unwrapped me and unbound me. He set me free, and he's given strength where there wasn't strength and and, and he's fortified me and he's brought me, he's put me upright after 40 years of laying horizontal. He's put me vertical and he's established my goings and now I can move and go down the path that he has for me. After 40 years, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're 90. You could take the name of Jesus and put him on the run. Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 16. My last one. Now as it happened, as he went to prayer. There they are going to prayer again. Lord Jesus. Lots of praying going on in the book of Acts. I believe that's where they drew their strength from. Sometimes we don't get our prayers answered and we think, well, why didn't it work? Well, I mean, they're always have going to hours of prayer. They're always going into God's presence. They have a very close-knit relationship with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord Jesus and with God. And sometimes we try to have faith long distance. In other words, we may not talk to God for three months until we need something, and then we start, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and it don't work. And it's like, well, why ain't it working? Well, it could be that that you need a good, uh, just a stronger relationship. I know that's strong medicine for a Sunday morning, but... Praise the Lord. Verse, seven, uh, verse 16, Acts chapter 16. It says, Now it happened as they went to prayer. A certain slave girl was possessed with a spirit of divination. He, she met us and who brought, she brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. All right, now let's use our imagination again because right here Paul and Silas are about to be thrown in jail and most of us are familiar with that story. They get thrown in jail and their hands are in stocks and their feet are in stocks, but he didn't tape their mouth shut, right? If they'd have taped their mouth shut, they'd still be there, but they're, they're ignorant. They didn't tape their mouth shut because at midnight, the Bible says that they sang, that they lifted up praises to God and because with their voice they still had the ability to change some things because they lifted up their voice, started praising God, magnifying God, putting their faith in God, that jail started to shake they came out of the stocks and they were set free they were released but the reason that they went to jail is because they got this girl that's a fortune teller and she's following them around in other words she she talks to demonic spirits that's what she does she's demon possessed demon oppressed and we've already talked about what the the, uh, the name of Jesus helps us help People gives us access to God, but also he put, it puts the devil on the run. So let's see what the name of Jesus does with this crazy lady. Should not call her crazy lady. Sure, she's a perfectly nice lady. She's just demon-possessed. Verse 17 says, This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. She sounds like she's saying the right thing, doesn't she? Yeah. She's just got the wrong spirit. So you got to watch out what, what the people that you listen to because they may say the right thing, but the spirit behind it is just the wrong. Because she's saying exact, she's speaking the truth here, but Let's see what verse 18 it says. It says that she did this for many days. Everybody say many. Many. How long is many? I don't know. Three months, five months, six months, a year. This girl is following them around. These men are proclaiming the way of salvation. These men are proclaiming the way of the Most High. And after many days, it says, uh, verse 18, that Paul got greatly annoyed. Isn't that hilarious? I think that's so funny it's just hilarious to me he gets greatly annoyed he turns around and says to the spirit i command you in the name of jesus the anointed one come out of her and he came out of her that very hour but when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone they seized paul and silas dragged them in the marketplace of the authorities so immediately he turns around and he speaks to the spirit But, all right, here here we go again now. Many days are immediately fixed. Forty years are immediately fixed. Individuals are helped. Now, demons are on the run. What's the common denominator? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the common denominator between all of them. He's given us a name that's above every name. And whenever we pray in that name, and I'll be real honest, we live in a society now where people really don't pray in the name of Jesus uh, a whole lot, especially on television. They'll give an invocation at a football game or something like that. And, and that name is controversial. Why is it controversial? Because it's powerful. That's why it's controversial, because it actually works, because demons actually flee and prayers are actually answered. That's why it's controversial. It's not controversial to say other things. Oh, uh, let's pray. a amen. No, at the name of Jesus, you say that and they say, you can't say that on television. You can't say that on the radio. You can't say that at the football field. Why? Because it works and the spirit of this world don't want our prayers answered. He don't want it to work. He doesn't want to be resisted and run in terror and flee. He doesn't want to. As long as that ingredient, that weapon is out of our prayers, then it's just words. It's just words that many times don't ever leave the atmosphere that we speak them in. Oh, I have to hurry, don't I? Lord Jesus, there's fire. Sorry. My, my last little point there is Paul got greatly annoyed. That just means the devil will talk to you one day after another day after another day after another day after another day, after another day about how you can't, how you aren't, how you want. But once you get annoyed... Once you get fed up, once you get tired of it, and once you say, I'm tired, are you following me around saying that I can't? Once you get annoyed, you can put him on the run. But until you're not annoyed, then he'll, just, he'll, he'll follow you around until you die. He'll follow you around until he buries you. Once you get fed up, you say, you know, I got some information today that I didn't have yesterday, and I'm tired of it. You get tired of it, then 40 years can immediately change. And it doesn't matter if it's for an individual, if it's putting demons on the run, or if it's just to enter his presence. And you say, you know what, God, I I didn't think that you really wanted me to come into your presence because of all the things that I've done. But I see now that I'm not coming on my own ability. Now I'm coming in your name, that I've got the name of Jesus as the power of attorney. So I'm not coming by my own works or my own ability. Now I'm coming in the name of Jesus, and I'm asking you for grace. I'm asking you for help. I'm asking you to help my son or my daughter or or, or whatever it is, you have access by the name of Jesus. No, we got to go. Praise God. Let's pray together this morning. It's 1105. I went a little bit over, but oh well. The demonic movie can wait. Guess it can wait. Praise God. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father God, that you've given us a name that's above Every name, and with that name, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Those on the earth and those under the earth that they all will proclaim that Jesus is Lord of all. Thank you, Lord, for that name that you've given us. It gives us access to your throne, to your presence. It also gives us the ability to help and reach people and gives us the ability to put the devil on the run. Thank you for that weapon. Thank you for that name that you've given us. We recognize it. We receive it. We honor it. We pray in it. And we expect results. And thank you, Lord, for the name that's above every name. Praise God. If you're here, you've never been saved, never been born again. I want to give you opportunity. Listen, without that name, obviously none of it, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, without salvation or without uh, what, what Jesus came to give us, then, then it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. That, that you have to have the Lord Jesus you have to have eternal life uh, in a minute people are going to walk in here and the reason the way they're going to get into this theater is they're going to get a ticket and that ticket's going to be torn and that's, that gives them access our ticket is the Lord Jesus the Bible says that his body was broken it was torn what's it torn for to give you access not to a theater but to eternal life that's what it's for he, his body his life was torn for you If you're here, you've never been saved, you've never been born again. I don't have a ton of time, but I'll take all the time that we need. If you've never been saved or born again and you would like to pray today, I'll pray with you, pray for you if that's you. Is there anybody like that this morning? You say, include me, I want to to profess or acknowledge that I need to be saved or born again. Is there anybody like that this morning? Maybe you say, you know what, I've been saved. I've been born again. I know his body was torn, but I haven't been serving him or living for him or honoring him. I haven't been putting him first in my life. And you say, I recognize it's time to change. If you're here and you need to come back to the Lord like the prodigal son, if that's you, I ask you to raise your hand. Is there anybody like that? Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Not gonna call you down here or embarrass you, try to do anything. No, I believe the Bible says that if you'll acknowledge it, he'll acknowledge you. So if you acknowledge it, you raise your hand, I'll pray with you, pray for you. Is there anybody else before we pray together this morning? Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's pray together as a church family and then we'll make a a declaration of faith and then uh, I'll bless you and we'll get out of here this morning. Everybody say, Father God, I recognize the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He is the anointed one. Lord Jesus, I believe, I confess, you came, you lived, you died on the cross and you were risen for me. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Save me. I want to be born again. And I thank you for that name that is above every name. It's a weapon I choose to use to come into your presence, put the devil on the run, and reach people. Thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I sure love you guys. Uh, Again, we have the church uh, worship service tonight. You're invited to it. Glad Tidings. And we have shindigs this weekend. And uh, that's it. You are dismissed.